You are now tuned in to the Survival Toolbox podcast. Listen, I just want to say good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever day, whatever part of your day that you may be in. I'm so glad you decided to stop on by and check out the podcast. Listen, I need you to do me a huge favor. If you could comment and share the podcast, whatever platform you may be listening on, just leave a comment. Um, If you have any suggestions, please go to my IG page. It's Richard Pittman Jr. Inbox me, DM me. I'll be so glad to uh, speak on and uh, get in contact with those who listen to the podcast. I'm so grateful that I have opportunity to even speak um, to you for this short amount of time. So I'm hoping that I'm saying something that's relevant to your heart and to your mind. Um, I'm trying my best to interpret the word of God and give it to you plain and straight. No promotion from me, no um, ill thoughts from me, but really trying to help out those who listen. I thank you to all the listeners that take time out of their day to uh, no matter what you're doing, whether you're on a treadmill or going to work in your car, whether you're in your bed or at night and just want to listen to something, I am so grateful that you have given me a chance to speak into your life. Um, with that being said, uh, you know, over this past year, I, I should say from last June to this June, um, I've realized a lot of people have begin to focus in on and and more specifically fo- focusing on what makes them happy. I was going to say focusing on what to work on, but more specifically what to make them happy, what's, what makes them happy. And as we all know, the pandemic birthed a lot of businesses birth a lot of creativity and the first first things being masks a lot of people jumped on that and there's nothing wrong with that um i believe some people found their passions they found what they really need to be doing in life and um those who did not fear the next step or stepping out on faith is as what we would say. Um, Many of the testimonies that I have around me, people have told me when they stepped out on faith during the pandemic to do what the Lord called them to do, even if it was starting their own business or going out and suggesting a new idea at their job or trying to co-balance new ventures with um, uh, steady consistencies from what they were already doing. When they stepped out on faith during the pandemic, through prayer and fasting, they found that they were blessed. But see, um, those are a select number of people. There are some people that they really want to use faith, but they don't know the exact steps to take and they don't know the exact way to go. Once again, my, my biggest my biggest testimony is faith. That the majority of what I, I will ever tell you about my life up until this point, and I'm, I can only imagine for the rest of my life, is that I took steps when I didn't know where the staircase was leading. 
I took steps when I couldn't see the next piece of floor in front of me, the next piece of whatever. And for I just I went as the Lord led. Many times I've walked out on faith not knowing exactly what I was doing. Many times people telling me what I should be doing when God suggested something else. And people have to remember, and I just I want you to remember that faith means you don't know. Faith is the risk. Faith is the spiritual risk that we all take that says, Lord, I trust you even though I don't see. See, faith is easy to talk about when you're out of the situation that you were in, when you got the answer that you need, when you're operating on the level of faith or on the level of asking towards God that that you prayed about. But the issue is that you have to step into the unknown. And I'm I wasn't always saying this, but I, I begin to tell people this now. God lives in the unknown. He lives in the uncomfortable. Why? Because what you've asked for exists out there. What you're asking for doesn't exist in the comfortable. What you're looking for doesn't exist where you are. The day you say, I'm okay right here, then that's where your blessings exist, right where you are. But the more you keep saying and the more you keep asking for blessings and I want more and I want bigger and I want and I, I want I want to see wider. The Lord invites you out to the deep. Think of Peter. Peter on the boat. Peter would have never knew that. In, that in the moment that he had the power to walk on water. And I just I just want to relay this to somebody. Jesus left us something that will help us on our way in this walk called the Holy Spirit. He even mentions that we would do greater things than he ever did. So what am I trying to tell you that you possess if you accept Jesus in your life, if you accept that he's real, that he died, confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that he died and rose again on the third day. And he is the savior of the world, the universe for that matter. You're saved and you 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 have a chance at the power. Then you have to believe in the power of Jesus Christ. But you possess the same power. That same power you possess to walk on water. That same power you possess to go out and go after the the big feats. So what am I trying to say here? Everything that you're trying to do. God's already given you the power to do it. You share in that power. He gives you permission. But it takes faith. Peter stepped out onto the water because he had faith in Jesus. When Jesus said, 
come on. Because they he didn't know who the person was walking on the water. So Peter looked out. And this is not for Raiden, but the story goes. Peter looked out and said, okay, if you're really Jesus, bid me to come on the water. Jesus, come on. Come walk for me. Peter believed in Jesus so much, not the fact that he could stand on water. And it was in the midst of a storm. So he had his distractions. And that's precisely what some people get stuck on. They get stuck on the distraction. That's what Peter got stuck on. Pe Jesus said, come. There goes your power. Jesus has granted us the permission to go do great feats. But then the distractions come of, well, I don't think I can. And, well, nobody else is doing this. And I don't see a roadmap to where. How do you know you're not the blueprint? <laughs> that that That's good right there. How do you know you're not the blueprint? How come you can't be the roadmap? How come you can't be the direction giver? See, the issue with a lot of what we go through, and definitely in an age where everything is digital and you can access it so quick, it's almost like we, we live in this microwave. If you can't get it right now, it's not worth it. And it seems like it's only worth it if you play sports or if you work out like something that, you know, well, I, I, I can grind at the gym and I can grind on the field and I can grind on the court and I can grind on the track and all these other things. But what about your personal goals? What about you? What about how you feel? Because the world needs something from you. And you keep looking around, trying to figure out, well, where is the answer? And the answer is inside of you. The only way to pull it out of yourself is by using your faith. You are the blueprint. You are the, the blueprint. The ideas you have are different. And, and the thing is, we minimize ourselves. We really minimize ourselves. Believing that what we have is too small. Do you understand that everything that we have started with a small idea? The very laptop I'm I am recording on. I have a a a, a, a MacBook Air. Do you know Apple started with just a small idea? Somebody that was just into computers and just thought about tinkering and tampering with with a couple of motherboards and seeing what they can make for a computer. Realized they wanted a certain format and a certain look. It was just a small idea that blossomed. Microsoft, same way, started in the basement. Amazon, started in somebody's basement. Under Armour, Nike. I mean, come on. And I can go on and on and on and on about the different people and brands and things. 
And guess who also gets to start there? You. We all have a chance to start small and end up big. The only thing that separates you from those who you consider that are big time is your faith. Some people believed more than anybody else around them, and they're successful because of it. It takes faith. You have to believe when you don't see. That means at any part of your process, when you can't see how you're going to get there, that's where you need faith. You don't need faith if, if, you, if you know where to go. You don't need faith if you have all the directions. I don't need faith to get myself home from work. I know how to get home from work. But I need faith for God to keep me safe on the road because I don't know who's going to be on it. But I know the road path to get there. We need faith for the unknown. And the blessings live in the unknown. Let me let me get into to, to some word Daniel chapter 2 if you read Daniel chapter 2 you'll find that there's a king Nebuchadnezzar um, and doing some research it doesn't uh, I, I it says something about in his second year but um, you just you find that the king um, has had a very disturbing dream um so much so that he goes to the astrologers and um, to the wise men and the wise men council, um, those who believe in the cosmos and other gods. Um, at that particular time, um, the God of Israel, who is the God that we know to, uh, we are known to worship, God the Father, who, who has God the Son and God the Holy Spirit, they weren't necessarily... Um, or they have not made him the main God at this point. However, uh, the King Nebuchadnezzar had a dream that was very disturbing. And when he went to his council of astrologers and wise men and those soothsayers and those psychics, um, <clears throat> he told them, if you... Pretty much, if you can help me, um, I need somebody to interpret my dream. And so they said, well, what's the dream? And he says, I'm not going to tell you my dream. I want you to tell me the dream since you, you have connections to the gods and to the stars and do what you do. Have them tell you what I dreamt. In research, um, some theologians believe that the king forgot his dream. Some believe that, that he forgot his dream, and so he was trying to get somebody to give him a refresher. And in giving him a refresher, he would know um, because, of course, he remembered some of it because he understood that it was disturbing. Um, that if somebody could give him the refresher, that that then he would, he would see that, um, well, this particular person is hearing from God and does have a source. And, you know, because there's no way you know somebody else's dream unless there's a God that tells you, right? So. Here we are. 
King Nebuchadnezzar asks all these men, I presume at the time, um, to interpret the dream. And they all say, well, we can't interpret your dream. You got to tell us what it is so that we can get the understanding interpretation. So then he says, okay, well, since you can't interpret it, um, I'm going to chop y'all up. And this is actually regular, normal execution back in that day. Um, in other words, uh, you all have been lying to me and just been saying things out of the side of your neck. And so King Nebuchadnezzar asks around and word finally gets back to Daniel. Now we yes yes that that Daniel the Daniel and the the lions den we haven't gotten there yet inside the book of Daniel. However, we are now at a point where um Daniel is essentially in training. He's being taught by the wise men and he's uh being trained up to understand um prayer and uh the wise men that believe in God of the God of Israel and so he's uh, just being trained how to use his gifts and his talents for God and so word gets back to Daniel Daniel walks into the king and he says um excuse me uh if you bid me some time I can go back and talk to my God and I can give you the interpretation of your dream I can tell you what the dream is and I can give you the interpretation and so the king Nebuchadnezzar says go ahead Daniel, and I'm I'm making this short because I have a point, but Daniel goes back, prays, goes to God, and then comes back to King Nebuchadnezzar, tells him his dream, tells him the interpretation of the dream. And King Nebuchadnezzar is so blown away because now he remembers that, yes, that was my dream. Daniel tells him of things to come because of the dream and the interpretation, the interpretation. And so King Nebuchadnezzar says, you know what? I'm going to make you overseer of a part of the kingdom. I'm going to make you um, the chief wise men. Every, everybody has to answer. Anybody that claims to be a psychic, soothsayer, astrologer, anybody that uh, says that they can interpret dreams have to answer to Daniel before they get to the king. And so now Daniel has his high position in the kingdom under under Nebuchadnezzar. And because of that, Nebuchadnezzar um, recognizes the God that Daniel prays to and speaks about. He has not officially, in this particular chapter, has not officially named the God of Israel, the, the, the main God for the kingdom. But he now recognizes that Daniel's God is real. Is what's stated in chapter two. Now, what am I getting at? Um, many of us walk around thinking that what we have is not enough, or it's 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 nothing, and nobody ever is ever going to see, or nobody's ever going to understand. And many times, what we're looking at are a bunch of problems. And if you're not keen enough, and if 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 you don't study the situations that you are in enough, you interpret the situations that you are in as just that, problems. 
not recognizing that God put you in those situations because you are that problem's solver. So there's an issue that rised up in King Nebuchadnezzar. He forgot his dream. It is said that he forgot his dream. Nobody couldn't could tell him his dream, so they couldn't interpret the dream. See, many times we, we, we hear about um, God building us up in private, and, and a lot of times he does. Some people don't get that luxury. I, I call it a luxury to be built up in private so you can make mistakes, you can figure out who you are, what you need to be doing, so when the world finally sees you, you are put together. But some folks don't have that luxury. Some people, they have to do that in front of the, the world eye. They have to grow up and they have to learn and people get to ridicule and talk about. And, you know, we know what, what the world, the world's unforgiving when you make a mistake. But the Lord hides some of us and allows us to grow up on the back end of the mountain. So when we get to the top, get in on your business how I got here. Just know God brought me here. However, Daniel is being trained and brought up because the Lord is going to make him a problem solver. And because he's going to make him a problem solver, He's going to give them position that he always wanted. And that's what the Lord's trying to do in you. You look around at a lot of problems, a lot of things that you can fix, a lot, a lot of things that you can. Uh, 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 you can visibly see that are uncomfortable. And your perspective hasn't changed yet to understand the reason why things are the way they are is because God made you the answer. And when you finally accept that. And allow God to use you to be the problem solver. You'll find that what you have holds weight. What you carry is important. See, God gives gifts without repentance. Daniel never knew that him being able to interpret dreams or talk to God in that kind of a way would garner him a position over a section of the kingdom. But because he remained faithful. That's why the Bible says, if you are faithful over the small things, I will make you ruler over the many. See, God hands you tasks to do. In the meantime, and if you're faithful to those things, he can then trust you with what you've always prayed about, because a lot of what we pray about, we don't ne necessarily understand what we're walking ourselves into. And so God uses the things, uses the small things to teach us what the bigger things are about. So when we get there, we already know how to run it. Because really the big things are just a conglomerate of a bunch of smaller issues that we really run into day to day. That's really what it is. The goals and the places that you want to be is just learning to manage those things. It's not just one big problem. It is a bunch of smaller issues that you have to know how to work in order to have things, something that is sustained. I.e. like business in business, customer service, number one, cu customer service. Well, how do you garner that? Well, by naturally just being able to talk to people and running into uncomfortable situations and knowing how to deal with them and keep a smile on your face. That simple. You have gifts and talents that the world need, the world needs you. And the only reason why most of us have not released that gift 
It's because we think nothing will come of it. Daniel sat and waited for his turn. And and listen, listen, it takes faith. You have to believe that you are the answer. And many of us that are listening, we have the answer to the problems that are around us on the inside. But we lack the faith to understand and to get it out of ourselves. You want to know how I'm being a problem solver? This podcast. I don't know where this will take me. But I'm doing what the Lord says do. So you just watch. You just watch. Just just watch me. Watch what happens. Trust me, I'll, I'll keep you updated. But I don't think small about this moment. Yeah, it might be a couple of listeners, and I appreciate every ear. And every episode doesn't doesn't necessarily hit the way I want to, but that doesn't matter to me. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep pushing. Because if I stay faithful over this small thing, I know I have a promise that God's going to make me ruler over the big thing I really want. So I'm staying faithful. And that's what Daniel did. Daniel stayed faithful. Daniel stayed connected to God. Daniel remembered who he was. It wasn't ashamed. It was a gifting that was true and honest to him. So true and honest that there were other people that were so-called already doing it, but couldn't outshine him. So even if your idea sounds like somebody else's idea, do, do you know how many brands of bread there is? How many brands of beans? How many brands of candy? How many brands of jeans, of shirts, of T-shirts, of shoes? To the point, they all look and feel the same way. You all eat them the same way. Put them on the same way. But it's all different brands, isn't it? So somebody one day said, so what if somebody else did it? I'm going to do it better. That in and of itself is faith. So people that were already appointed, remember, remember, Nebuchadnezzar didn't know Daniel. Didn't know him personally. Daniel wasn't even in the room. And let me speak that to you. You don't have to be in the room. To already be the king of it or the queen of it. When when God's hand is on you, nobody can stop what's going on. If if it's your space to dominate, you just gonna dominate it, whether you believe in yourself or not. When God's hand is on you, nobody can stop what's going on. Nobody's words. No devil that somebody may believe in. Nothing. That's why Daniel can be off minding his business. Word get back to him. He says, well, let me just go pray for a little bit. Then comes back. It's correct about the dream he dreamt. Correct about the interpretation. And then after all these things, immediate promotion. Why? Because he was faithful over a small thing. When nobody was looking, he was faithful. 
And so now, what does Daniel get? The piece of the pie that we all ask for. We want the big-time job with the big-time money and nothing to worry about, per se. So this is for all the believers and the dreamers, like all these podcast episodes are. I try my best to, to give you something. And the tool that we need for today is that really you're the blueprint. We, we have to get out of this mode that um, God can't do something new, that he has to take something gold and then recreate it in us. No, you're the new thing. You're the blueprint. You're the trailblazer. How you do it is how, gonna, how the next generation is going to look at it. There's no need to look back. Because there's nothing back there for you to reference. Other than to look and say, well, look how far I've came. But there's no, nothing back there. There's nobody back there for you. to. You, you need to keep your eyes on God, essentially. Because where you're going is bigger than what's already done. You are the new thing. So if you're in a season where it's like, man, I just I just don't know what to do. And I just I just don't know where to go. It's probably because, number one, you need to tap into God. Number two, you're probably the blueprint. A lot of people have, are figuring that out during the pandemic, that they're that they are the blueprint. You're doing something totally new and people don't believe in it because they've never seen it. And those people could just be your your parents, your friends, your brothers, your sisters, your cousins, aunts, uncles, you know, family. They just don't understand. And that's fine. Because that doesn't negate what God is doing in your life. Take that with you. Read Daniel chapter 2. Read Daniel chapter 2. Because um, many people need to see that it's not about already being in the room. It's about honing in on the skills God gave you. So be the blueprint. So somebody else can follow in your shoes. Y'all be blessed. Let's keep fighting forward. Let's keep praying. Let's not forget God in our ways. Let's take this journey together. See you next time.